and welcome to Opening Presence, the podcast about creative self-realization. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining me. In today's episode, I sit down with Jason Sturgill. He is an illustrator and curator based in Portland, Oregon. In this conversation, we discuss how ideas turn into things, finding our creative style, and harnessing our individual and collective potential to meet the challenges that society faces today. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Now, without further ado, welcome to Opening Presence. together because I'm terrible <laughs> <laughs> I mean now that you brought it up we can we can do that I think that's what your your subconscious has guided us into I've done so many like I actually had this like coach that was somebody that used to work with Sarah at instrument and like we did this sort of like one-on-one thing where we did this sort of like guided meditation and I don't know I just I can never and I've done the apps I just can't get into it Okay, so next time, okay, well, I do, I do like five day like workshops. I think yeah. it's just like, how do you gain the consistency component? Yeah. That's the thing that I feel like most people struggle with is how do I show up every day and like what is the motivation behind it? And like yeah. breaking it up into practical like nuggets and, and not kind of like comparing ourselves to like the Buddha or yeah. this, this peaceful oasis of like these internal like feelings and stuff. It's not about like, achieving anything it's just knowing what is here right now at all times and not being uh swept away in the emotions and the feelings and stuff and knowing that they do shift in subtle ways yeah and and can i be present with that change it was like hey this is still like not great but it's different from the other place that i was in so what differentiates this feeling from that feeling because it's not the same thing over and over again it's just slightly slightly changing and getting comfortable of each palette like if you look at like like this giant like swatch wheel Mm. and it's like if each each like dd740344 which is like a soft yellow or whatever the hell it is and then even to like one little centimeter or millimeter to the right is a completely different color even though it looks exactly the same yeah and i feel like that's what like emotions and feelings are it's like mm. there's like the reds which can be anger there could be the blues which can be calm and the varying uh spectrum like new yeah the spectrum of those things and can i notice that little slight shift from color to color yeah at least yeah i mean i think i for a while I was just like, okay, I'm just, I mean, I download headspace, all those things and just trying all the different things. And I'm like, you know what? I feel like I'm just trying to force this thing that doesn't, for whatever reason I'm not taking to. So I was like, how can I bring meditation in another way? That's maybe just like, I'm going to go for like long walks, like things like, like, or drawing, like just draw and try to just like not be in my head and just like draw sort of, free-flowing kind of thing and to me like that's the closest thing that I can get to meditation where it's like I don't know what I'm gonna draw and it's just gonna flow and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna try to think about it or yeah like, the offloading offloading is super important I've been doing like nightly walks like after like dinner and stuff just to yeah. like stay active and stuff because it's easy like in the winter to just like kind of like calcify yeah and just like oh it's cold so I'm gonna like shrink yeah. and get small and kind of like stagnant and and petrify in place and it's just like no i gotta like move the body like get the heart going and yeah and those things have kind of just like allowed me to i don't know get more into my body rather than the mind it's like can yeah. i feel the fullness of the breath like in like this climate it's like chilly and it's like what does it feel like to yeah taking the air taking the deepest breath in the world and just be like oh wow that's that's really really nice yeah they um yeah 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 for sure for sure they were talking about how and i think i had read it somewhere too kind of around the same time and lisa congdon had been talking about how the like the 
the etymology or whatever for inspiration is to like breathe in mm. and like that seems like a, a, such of a interesting way to think about um just like letting something come in in terms of like that inspiration and not really think about it but it then manifests because i think that's the thing that i think about a lot of like especially with people that are like oh this person ripped off my idea or whatever and i'm like there's nothing original and people say that all the time but it's like you can't create something in a vacuum so you like anybody that thinks they're a genius or whatever it's like that's not coming just within you like i i think it's weird the idea of like that there's these geniuses out there that are like coming up with things like wholly on their own Mm -hmm. and it's like we're all standing on the shoulders of giants most definitely. And shout out to Andy J. Pizza. Yeah. I was thinking about it. what's the name. I was like, oh, yeah, it was yeah. pizza. <laughs> yeah. Andy J. Pizza. No, nah, he's he's awesome. Yeah, super great energy, great podcast. So check out Creative Pep Talk if you have not. Um, but on that same topic of, like, ideas and, like, people, like, the execute, it's about who executes it because it, it belongs to everybody. And I had to kind of check myself, like, even just, like, this last week on something that I thought I was, I thought I was so great because I came up with, like, this wordplay. Yeah. Like, I had this thing where I posted on Instagram. I was talking about, like, just, like, the victim Olympics. It's kind of, like, there's, like, a, like, just kind of, like, the virtue signaling nature of Portland, how everybody wants to be on the right side of things, and it's, like, if anything goes against it, it's just, like, everyone attacks that person, and it's just, like, yo, that's not healthy, like, and it's, like, there's, like, a spill in the aisle, and then, like, there's the people that actually, like, that fell and got the lawsuit, yeah but then there's everybody else that's in proximity that sees it and runs over and slips, and, and Mm. like, oh, I hurt myself, I'm, like, no, you can't get in on this lawsuit, just because, like, it's not, it doesn't work like that, so, I posted this thing. I was like, Portland is the victim Olympics. And I'm like, yeah, Aaron, like you thought of that shit. Like, and I was just like two days ago, I was editing a podcast I did with my friend Rob and lo and behold, like we're talking. And then he says the victim Olympics. And I thought I had come up with it all on my own. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I completely like subconsciously like took that and thought it was my own and Mm. I put it out there like it was my own, but I had Mm. to recognize it. And I think, I think it does take that uh, humility to kind of like, or just like be curious as to where your ideas come from Mm -hmm. and, and, and maybe not take so much ownership of them and just know that you're a culmination of a lot of different ideas and you can kind of synthesize some on your own, but a lot of them, are derivative of others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think there's something with the whole like zeitgeist of the, you know, nature of things where we're all hearing the same thing, especially when you just talk about like smaller creative circles or whatever, it's like, we're listening to the same podcast or Mm -hmm. we're watching the same thing. So it's like, there's definitely people that are going to synthesize things in the same way because they have similar influences or whatever. I mean, I think that is where, if you're going to say something is original or whatever it is, the kind of the like synthesis of, you know, taking two ideas and then potentially making something new, but you wouldn't have had that idea if it wasn't for those two things that Mm -hmm. you melded together. But yeah, that's, I think that's where I've become less judgmental and like, Oh, you have to execute and da 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 da. It's just like, it's all there. Yeah. It's just, it's just dependent on like, do I want to do it or not? Yeah. And there's no expectation. Like it's going to exist in the world and impact people in a way, but I have no, I have no control over how it impacts people. It's just like, do I have a desire to concept something and then see it all the way through? Yeah. It's like, like you're saying, it's like, everything's already been done, Mm -hmm. but nothing has been done like with your lens like yeah. you have to create it on your own and it 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 inst- I don't want to say instinctually but like inherently differentiates it from everything that it's that's been done before like yeah. it's it's laced with like your signature and yeah. whether that's quantifiable or not it's like it's like not all of your work has like your mustache glasses and beanie yeah yeah <laughs> like it's like there there's something that is like eternal that is Jason Sturgill. Yeah. That cannot be quantified like by just like the signature at the bottom yeah. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, that, that I mean that comes back to like everybody having like a different 
life experience. And, and I, that's the thing that I feel like if I were to think of or pick one thing that I think about the most, like in the last year or so is just that idea of judgment and like being judgmental about whatever, you know, people that are on the opposite side of the spectrum and your beliefs and stuff. And, and I think that comes back to like, you know, I was raised with completely different beliefs than what I believe now. And then I, you know, I think there's people that never get out of that environment and you can't really blame them for having the beliefs that they have because that's all they know. So I, I, to me, it's like, I think we don't have enough empathy around our just sort of, and it's like, we just assume that we're right on everything. Dude. <laughs> and like, and, and just like the idea of like, you know what, even if we feel like we're right and another person's wrong, like they might not have the privilege that you had. Like there's something to this sort of idea of like you were born in the right situation that gave you those thoughts and ideas or you were like open to like change your ideas. Like I just, I think we need to get past, like I think we're never going to sort of like have any meeting in the middle of like exchanging of ideas in a, in a constructive way mm. until we can get past that like judgment yeah, and like listening to each other. Yeah. It's tough. Like it, and it all starts with ourselves. It's like, yeah. are we able to be more compassionate mm-hmm. and, and empathetic towards others and listen? And, and it's almost like, I don't know, at least like we perceive it as like getting the short end of the stick whenever you're like, all right, like, let me put my pride aside. And it's like, yeah. no, that's the empowered position to like, to throw yourself at that seemingly like disadvantageous because you're not, cause you're letting go of your belief system. So you're not yeah. tethered to anything to anchor like your idea forward into and through and demolish somebody else's idea. It's yeah. like, Hey, I'm not going to be tethered to anything now. So you're kind of like a, f- like a punching bag in like free space. Cause it's just like, all right, well, if I'm going to be present and aware and open with this person, that means if there's things that resonate from this person's point of view and they hit me, yeah, like that means I can change. Like that means like, Hey, like something that I was so vehemently against before, like if they convey their understanding in a way that like allows me to like contextualize it for my own experience, it's like, yo, I can be swayed in this situation. I think, that's where like a lot of the ownership and, and like the judgment stuff comes. Cause it's just like, yo, like what am I, if I am not what I've identified with through my whole entire life? It's like, like that's kind of, I've kind of like, that's how like friends and, and family kind of like put each other in boxes. And it's like in relationship to me, like if you change, that means I have to reassess who I am at the end of the day. And that's that fear that people have is like, Oh shit, I don't want to, no, like, I don't want to become nobody, which is like death, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. I think the, I mean, I'm just trying to always remind myself, it's like, there's so much that I don't know. And like, just that idea of like, we don't know so much. Like, we don't know why we're here. We don't know, like, what influences influences us to a degree that we feel like this conviction of like, I mean, I think it just goes back to that, your environment and like who you surround yourself with. Like, but to some degree, it's like you were born into a situation you didn't ask for, Mm -hmm. like, and you were born exposed to people that you didn't choose. Like there's like all these variables that you like had no choice in that can put, have a major impact on your life. And and it's really hard to get out of those situations sometimes. Yeah. It takes so much fucking work. <laughs> so, okay. So I'm going to set the stage for how like we met each other because I don't know if I've told you this, but I credit you for lighting like the biggest fire under my ass, mm. like from like, and we met like what, four years ago. Like, yeah, it's, like, been, a I, minute. Yeah, it's been, it's been a number of years since we've like known each other and, kind of like a little background like I moved to Portland just like wanting to be in Adidas and like I was like trying to impress people and and just trying to like just network like networking was like my my thing and um, I had become aware of like 
creative agencies and all that kind of stuff. And it was Design Week Portland 2016 or 17. And I, I found you on Instagram and, and it said that you're a recruiter for an agency and like you were doing like this, this like drawing meetup in the morning mm-hmm. at Coffee Beer Me off of Gladstone, like yep. next to your old studio. Yep. So you're hosting like this, this thing and you're a recruiter. So I'm like, oh, obviously, like if, if there's a recruiter for a place that I want to work, yeah, like I better fucking show up to this thing. Yeah. And I showed up and, and met you. And we just hung out and just like showed each other's like sketchbooks and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And it was funny because like you asked me like, "Do you have an Instagram?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I pulled it up, and all I had was one photo. It was like a photo of like a painting that I did, like, and it was like three months like prior. And he was like, "You were like, yo, like, where's all the rest of your work?" Yeah. <laughs> like, there's only one thing here, and that was like three months ago. And I was like, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" Like, uh, yeah, like more is coming and da 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 but like from that moment on like i I swear like just like production wise i was just like not taking things so like seriously as far as like it has to be perfect i was like as soon as something felt ready it was like an assembly line like for the next like i would say it's still going on now like four years later it's just like i create something and i put it out i don't hold on to things um but i definitely like and I've expressed this many other times to other people is like, that was kind of like the moment that kind of like ignited like my creative process, which had been underway, but not with like the same intensity as far as just like, yo, like just pump shit out. And then that momentum of creation kind of opens doors in which it has like so far, like just consistently. Um, I don't know. It just, the things that you create create opportunities for you and i wanted to thank you personally oh, for <laughs> you put me on the spot and i was just like uh all right <laughs> that's funny i mean i it's a, it's amazing to hear and i mean i it's something that i noticed like your you know output like how long after us meeting was like that show that you had was that like was that a design week thing or you had that show with your paintings. Uh-huh. And it was like at a warehouse or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that was at a that was actually like my first ever like show and that was probably like probably like 6 months or so yeah. after that or so. Cuz that was a huge body of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like outfitted like a whole like apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Meredith for lining that up. But that was like I guess like like And there were big pieces. Too. Yeah, like super big pieces in in just like understanding like the landscape of portland of like yo like if you want to go do something like you can go do it and not not wait for permission yeah yeah what is your creative process and and kind of like guide us through that man i don't know it's funny like i feel feel like sometimes i'm better at like giving advice than taking my own <laughs> advice you and me both because i'm just like when i hear that i'm like man i I need to do that. Like, I, I feel like I don't make enough work. Like, I don't know. It, to me, it's like I'll spend a whole day, and I'm like, I didn't draw a thing. So it it's definitely takes effort for me to be like, okay, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to, like, I have a goal, or I'm going to, like, I take a lot of notes in the notes app, and I just, like, try to write notes of, like, okay, here's ideas of things I could draw about or whatever, because a lot – a lot of times for me, I mean, sometimes I'll just post work to post work. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I need to keep on. Cause I, I typically have a thing I have had a, like, I'm just going to post something once a day and I'm not going to be like super judgmental about it. And I'm just going to like make some work and whatever it is, it's whatever it is. And just try to document the moment or whatever. But yeah, I mean, especially for personal work, I don't really have a process and I feel like I could explore more for sure too. That's the other thing that I, I wish like I was making paintings, but I, for whatever reason I'll start and then I'll be like, Oh, this doesn't live up to the expectation that I have of whatever um, my peers are doing or something. And knowing that they probably went through those failures and just, you know, push through, but, I mean, I don't know. 
Yeah, that's not really an answer, but I feel like I'm also bad at recognizing some of these things on my own. Like, I feel like there's things that other people recognize more than I do. Mm. Like, even just in terms of style, like I, I, you know, I still don't really feel like I have a style. I feel no, like you have a very distinct style. Yeah. yeah and that's style. what people always, people <laughs> very, always say that. Distinct. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's always coming from my hand. So to that degree, it's going to be a certain way or whatever, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have a style, Yeah, <laughs> but, but you do so many things though. I mean, yeah. that's the other like thing that I don't challenge myself enough of like, I need to just like not hold myself to drawing. Like, I feel like once I get into something, I feel like, okay, this is the thing I need to focus on. And I don't mm-hmm. really like, like I put all my identity into that thing of like, yeah. okay, I'm an illustrator now. Yeah. And like, I can't then be a curator like I used to be, or I can't like delve in to like social practice, which is what I went to school for. And like, there's all these things that I'm like, I used to love doing that thing. Like, why don't I just like pull that into my practice or, you know, try something new? Yeah. I think like going to where like the inspiration or the energy is, cause it's like, yeah, I do all these different things, but it's like each like practice has its own like time in the sun. Like I would say like a number of months ago is like, or even like a year ago or two ago is like photography. It's like people still call me like photographer. I'm just like, I haven't shot anything like worth mentioning in like, like months. And yeah. it's like, it's still like on the tip of somebody else's tongue, but I'm like, yo, I'm in like podcaster, like meditation coach mode. Like, yeah, I'm not even like, I'm not even in painter mode right now. And that's completely cool. And it's, it doesn't mean I'm like, not those things and and if i want to dive back into those things i can but there's kind of like stipulations that that need to be met because it's like if i'm going to paint i need to be able to like like stay up late yeah like through the whole day and basically turn into like this artist archetype and i realize that's what i have the most fun where it's just like yo it's kind of like a volatile like living situation it's like i'm smoking cigarettes like i don't drink but just like i'll stay up late and i'll kind of just be more free floaty and less discipline but yeah. like right now i'm like yo i I want my discipline like i want to be like on top of my things and set my calendar meetings and yeah and have everything like lined up so it's like i can't embody the artist right now and he'll have time maybe like in the summer or the spring or maybe sometimes next year, but it's always like on deck and yeah. it's in, and, and I can still plan, make plans for artists version of me. Like I could still like, like put it in the calendar or I can still like write down ideas, but then I'll just like push them to the side and be like, all right, cool. Like that's an idea to attack once I'm back in that mode. And I think I can, like I'll hop into like photography mode and it's like, I have my photography projects that are like, on the deck but it's like all right well if i have some time and i want to dive into that place like fine yeah i mean i think it also gets complicated when you're wanting to do something as like your main source of income or whatever and then you feel like the pressure of like okay i'm declaring this is like something i want to do i need to like focus on that without really thinking about how these other things might like influence your you know like for illustration like if i did other stuff outside of it it like might push my illustration into another direction or you never know it's like i feel that idea of like um i don't i can't remember what the quote is but it's like if you're doing the same thing every day like how can you you know expect different results mm-hmm. like i think i get caught in that just cycle of like okay I got to do drawings. I'm not going to really change the way I'm approaching it or, you know, I feel like I need that to get out of the sort of, it's not even comfort because a lot of times it's super uncomfortable, but like of just doing, taking the same approach and not really switching it up. Yeah. Shaking up the system. is just like, I like, I like that. Like, it's just like do something drastic that just like, whether that's like when you say like going on like a long ass walk and do things against the grain. Yeah. Like I think that those are like such great opportunities to like kind of like shock yourself into like this new psychosomatic 
space where it's just like you do something that you normally would never do and it kind of grants yourself permission i think a lot of us myself included just like looks to the outside world for the cues to say that it's okay but it's just like yo like that's never gonna come like when we need it or when we want it so how do we kind of like outsmart ourselves like allowing our higher selves to be like the puppet master for our like physical just normal everyday bodies and it's just like all right so aaron likes things this certain way let's just fuck it up on purpose so we can't do yeah. that <laughs> yeah i mean i and you talk about process and like i say i w- couldn't really think of i mean i think the one thing in terms of like i would have students when i used to teach that would be like oh you know where do you get your inspiration from or how do you find inspiration and like i think that's the thing that pushes me forward is just trying to make remain like curious like and learn about stuff that I don't necessarily know about, like watching, like I love documentaries. So trying to, you know, watch a documentary about something that's completely out of my knowledge space or, or whatever. And, and also just like being open to like going to a bookstore and like looking at areas you've never looked at or whatever. And just having that open sense of like, I let, I just recently, I don't know if you ever look at, um, the I Ching. Mm-hmm. Have you ever, yeah. Oh, yeah. So like I had read, I can't remember. It was somebody's um, biography. It was like an artist's biography, uh, just their Wikipedia page. And it was saying how like they didn't really like, they were exposed to all these religious religions growing up. And so they were like, I have a different religion for every day of the week or whatever. But the only thing that they, they really uh, subscribed to was like uh, consulting with the I Ching every day. And and I th- and then I found an app and was just like, oh, this is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I believe in a lot of stuff of like, I don't know if I believe in astrology, but I'll like look up my like horoscope sometimes and be like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I feel like there's just that idea of like looking up a dream meaning or whatever yeah. to just be like, well, and, and take it with a grain of salt. But if it if it's useful in some way, then why not? Yeah. Yeah. No, we're super malleable. That's like that goes back to like our ideas and stuff. It's like what kind of world do we want to live in? And yeah. it's like if the world is empathetic and and like brave and courageous and and can embody both like the polarities in a very respectful like healthy way. It's like it can be that. And it's yeah. like we have I think that's the gift of being a human is like we get to decide like what our world is and it's like the I Ching is or I Ching I Ching like, yeah what a, like I've terrible I did thought. I did like a I did one I had a at acupuncturist so it was like I think it was like pre-COVID but like he does like readings and it's like you throw like sticks and like dimes and shit and yeah like he he gave me this reading and he told me like like basically like winter is coming like mm-hmm. you got to get your like you got to be conservative and you got to like like watch your money and things are going to get real like thin. So like, like be careful and don't be like splurging on shoes and, and buying those things. But it just like, it gave me the framework to be like, all right, cool. Like, let me like watch my P's and Q's and, and like move with like a little bit more caution instead of just like free flowing out here and like trying to eat out every single meal and type of shit. So like those, and I, I watched like tarot card readings, like, almost daily like yeah. i'm just like oh there's a person that that gives a lot of positive messages and can kind of like see through things and um like readers on instagram or something on on youtube primarily yeah. and it's just like there's so many readers out there where it's like you can find the one that like really really speaks to you yeah and it's just like aquarius welcome man and i'm just like all right i'm here like <laughs> what do you got to say and and just really taking like taking what serves us it's like everything there's so much stuff around us it's like why are we choosing to take in and embody the things that aren't serving us more so than the things that are it's like if if somebody's like hey like today's gonna be a great day you can be like hell yeah it is yeah or you can or when somebody says it's a horrible day it's like i know right and it's like both are true in both instances yeah what do you think about the simulation theory. Have we talked about this? No, we haven't. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have thoughts on it? Uh, I've, I've, I'm not really well, like, learned on it. But if you can give us an overview of what it is, and I can give you a, 
uh, my response. Yeah, I watched a documentary recently, and I mean, it, I feel like the it's a pretty basic, you know, idea of like I don't know who I first heard heard it from, but I felt like the person that was most eloquent, unfortunately or fortunately, was Elon Musk, who was like. Like, well, for one, it's just like anything's possible. Like when I think about like religion or whatever, and I think about like just what the meaning of it all is, you know, the simulation theory is, you know, we're getting to the point where we can create virtual worlds that are almost indistinguishable from our world. And at some point we, you know, most likely will build these virtual worlds that look and feel just like our world. And that we'll be able to, you know, program AI to be, you know, close to, you know, what we are or whatever. And if we're going to get to that um, place that we're, we develop worlds that are indistinguishable from ours, like what is like the ego or the, the hubris in us that doesn't think that somebody's done it before already and that we're Mm -hmm. that simulated world. Yikes. And I'm and I'm just like sure, that's just as like makes just as much sense as any other theory of sure. like life to me and like that's not yeah know. well it's just like that's I feel like I feel like that's the job of like God like whatever like conception you have of that like that's yeah. essentially what like creation is or what source is and what like consciousness is it's like I think what allows me to i guess have some bearings of like uh, a relationship is just my own spiritual practice and getting completely empty and not identified with my own ego and finding like that stillness and that peace and and resting in that and being thankful for it but not acting like i know what's at the bottom of it it's yeah. like i'm touch like i'm basically like standing shoulder to shoulder to the creator or God or whatever in that openness. And I'm like, I can rest here forever. Thank you for allowing me to be here. Um, But (laughs) upon your will, great divine spirit, like, like I would like to know more. Yeah. And I'm willing and open to learning more. And that's all I'm here to do is to get closer to you. Fuck all the other noise out there. Yeah. Um, But this is the, this is, that's the closest I can get in, in, as far as like a simulation, like, yeah, it's completely possible. Yeah. But I think I feel like that's how complex this universe is that nobody wants to pinpoint it and be like, yo, like, we don't know what the fuck's going on yeah. right now. And if you think, you know, you have no idea. <laughs> but it's funny, too, that it's like these are I mean, I think it's maybe uncomfortable conversations. People don't want to like. I think love about it. it. It's like, well, and it's like, it makes me think I'm just like, uh, yeah. I mean, I think it makes people uncomfortable. Like the idea of like, are we just Sims basically? And somebody's a lot of us are like, a lot of us are like, controlling if you watch, the, if you watch the news enough, like if yeah. you watch like cable news enough, it's like, like all of the, the dirt of like the elites and all like everything's like out there. Yeah. And it's like, what do you choose to believe in and not? And I think that's where like, that's where like choice is so powerful. Cause it's like, we can decide, whatever the hell we want to and we can live in that reality which is why i'm i've over the last number of years it's like all right if we are that malleable it's like how about like i try to take as much responsibility for this experience that i'm having as i can and not give any of that power to anybody else so whatever happens i can look in the mirror and be like yo like this is the world that i created for myself so if i'm not where i'm at where i want to be it's like yo like you gotta you gotta reprogram yourself to attract the abundance that you deserve or the love that you want or the the career the expressions that you want like it's not somebody else's job because it's like we're outsourcing so many things we're outsourcing like other worlds it's like hey you don't like you don't like your nine to five or you don't like like working at walmart cool well when you come home you can just slap on these headsets and you're a fucking lawyer now yeah you can play lawyer for the next 12 hours but then, like, can you totally give up the notion or the possibility that somebody's not pressing those buttons and, like, putting those thoughts into your head? Like, are you, is it, like, completely, like, do you have 
free will. No, because somebody because somebody designed that, and and we're we're leaning towards the biases that that programmer like has. Like, what is their belief system? What was their like life growing up? And that's I think we're experiencing that now with just like technological bias. It's just like like when there's like a bunch of like white coders from Silicon Valley yeah. developing software for like women in Bangladesh or wherever in the world where it's like you don't have any of the same like life experiences but they don't know it like while they're creating it they think this is great for everybody but yeah. it's like no this is great for you yeah, <laughs> you yeah. only and the the biases that are unconsciously offloaded into these technologies is where like a lot of like work needs to be done and like I have like friends working in that space that are like talking about inclusive technology and it's just like okay like stuff I'd never even thought of before it's like we're all taking in this this technology that was meant for certain people and it's like yeah all right like we're but is somebody out there a god or like <laughs> another version of us pushing those buttons yeah. to create those things and like is it sort of predestined like is there a society that we're heading towards that was already you know developed and had a sort of defined end or evolution that we're just like not aware of the people that i like listen to mainly like my like mentor from afar paul check it's like yes to everything yeah it's like or yes and yeah yes but it's it's up to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's up to each individual. Each individual like plays a role in this entire like like factory to work. Yeah. It's like everyone's playing a role. Whether you're sitting back and just like hands off the wheel because it's like, oh well, like daddy's in control or mommy's in control. And it's like, you're a fucking grown ass person. It's like you like you don't want to take control and they're just like, Nope, I'd rather just like let everybody else kind of steer society and, yeah. and I think that's where communication and and dialogue is so important because it's like no we're all in this together and when when there's too many people opting out of their responsibility and their own power to like shift and guide this ship into like a direction that that benefits everyone then that's when like the the people who quote unquote like have the most power or whatever it's like that's when they have little resistance to to act on what they feel like is best for everybody so then we're just along for the ride yeah so if we don't have these conversations we just kind of go along with where they decide to take us yeah yeah i mean i think there's interesting things too of like just the natural evolution of things like the industrial revolution or like capitalism like i feel like those are naturally systems that like and and you know societies and that have you know become before us it's like there becomes a point where they are forced to change for whatever reason like capitalism isn't sustainable like we're gonna have to grow out of this model at some point because you know we're already seeing the results of it you know and you can't keep on growing a business there's got to be some end of like exploitation where you've exploited every resource or you know whether it's human resources or natural resources, like it's got to end. And when you have a, like a board of like directors that is always demanding growth and like stock increases and stuff like that, it's just like, it's fascinating to yeah. me. It's like sad that we're like the ones, like we're destroying ourselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, yo, like what are we fucking doing? Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty insidious and that's where kind of like, the the self-accountability because it's like a part of us is destroying the planet as well it's like we're not separate from that every single person no matter how like green you think you are and like eco-friendly and you drive a prius and whatever it's like you're still contributing to the destruction of the planet and yeah identifying what that is and to mitigate that as much as possible whether that's like consumption habits or if that's just like how you're interacting with people and and helping each other like kind of like open new doors and cross new frontiers of consciousness and how can we like help each other kind of like level up our awareness to our own impact uh, on our community and our families like and whatnot but yeah it's 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 an interesting place and I've kind of like 
I want to say like I've gotten a lot more confident about like how to move and what works for me and where are my edges and where do I need to grow but like I just know overarching like where my intentions are and it's like all right cool I don't have to like question whether or not like I'm deserving of things and like I still I still want to experience all the good things that that life has to offer like and some of those things are capitalistic but I think there are new ways to 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 get what you want yeah <laughs> without fucking fucking everything up. yeah and I think that's the creative process that I feel like I'm engaged in right now is just like how do you reach your fullest highest potential and expression and still like can look yourself in the mirror and be like yeah i fucking did that shit and this community that i've built or like my family or my friends and this connection that we have is like everything that i've like wanted to to express and and yeah that feeling of purpose and it's a visceral like understanding that we like reach to but i think that process is kind of like never ending. yeah have we have we talked about charles eisenstein before? no please like educate us (laughs) (laughs) He wrote this book called Sacred Economics. Oh, Charles Eisenstein. I think I may have listened to a podcast recently with him. Yeah. There's like a, just like a couple minute video that you can watch on YouTube that's called Sacred Economics, which is about his book. And it just kind of summarizes sort of the main ideas. And and one of the main things that's in there is like money is truly like the root of all evil. And if you like look at everything wrong with society you can always trace it back to money like Mm. money is the start of it and that's i mean that's just another reason why i think i was discussing something with somebody recently about the whole nft phenomenon and Mm -hmm. i'm like it's just another extension of capitalism like people are still just interested in getting rich off of it and like you know, you're just making art to make money. And like, is that the reason to make art? Like, it just seems so weird to me. Yeah. So are you anti NFT? In a way, I think, I think that we need to go outside of this capitalistic idea. Cause it's just like, it's just an extension of using resources that are limited and we're like, yeah, I just I just feel like we have so much brain power out there. There's so many smart people and I feel like I don't have those answers, but I like I feel like I feel like we could all just stop working <laughs> <laughs> for like a year and like put all our efforts into like figuring out a new system that will work and be beneficial towards everybody and not have people that are, you know, losing and other people are winning and just like how can we make it equitable and like fair and like sustainable like how do we work in a way where it's like there's there's another book that i often reference that's um shoot it's called it's by william morris and it's kind of like a sci-fi sort of book but it was written in the 1800s and it's called shoot i have it on the shelf uh news from nowhere and it's just about this idea of like creating this sort of utopian society like mm-hmm. I, that that's also an interest of mine is like utopia mm-hmm. you have and, to create it for yourself yeah and i think the thing that i've realized around just the research around utopia and reading what other people think about it it's like it's actually not a place it's a direction mm-hmm. like it's something that we aim for and that it's not really possible necessarily yeah i think there but there are like road markers that that blossom along the way to let you know that you're on the same on the right path Mm. it's like that's how i've kind of taken the approach of like health and wellness and meditation and and stuff like that where it's like i'm investing this time like to go to the gym and like slowly but surely like becoming better with my diet and Mm. it's like like months and months go by and I'm like, oh, like I'm getting a little bit more definition. Like in those like little tiny things that that kind of show me that like the path that I decided on is the right path. And with like meditation and stuff, like I'll do like a workshop with like an agency or something. And that's like 
that's evidence. It's like your idea of meditating every single day and like sharing that with the people around you yielded you this opportunity to spread your message with more people yeah. and in the rela- in the ability to invest in relationships in this podcast. It's like, oh my gosh, I've done like close to like over 80 episodes now. Yeah. And it's like, these are all like real friendships that I've made along the way. Like nobody was like forced or I wasn't seeking anything from anybody. It was just like, oh, like, like we connected and let's reinvest in these relationships and, and just see what comes up, up from them. And I think there are like growths along the way where it's like, oh, like that's the encouragement. It's not from the outside world telling me like, oh yeah, that's time not worth spent. It's yeah. like, I, you create like your own validation systems around you to find that utopia. Cause it's like that, that <laughs> fucking like Amazon flower that can only grow like in the Amazon. It's mm. like, you can only see that through like the tunnel vision that you create for yourself. It's like this fluorescent, like fucking like conscious flower, but nobody else can see it. And it's just like that trust that to have to continue along this, this journey. And also going back to just being open to new information and then kind of taking in that, that information and, and adjusting, uh, over the course yeah because otherwise you're just like a missionary yeah there's parts there's elements of that too (laughs) that i definitely identify with on the nft space um i did like it is super like capitalistic as well but like i went to my people's market one or a couple weeks ago and there was a native american artist um made amazing illustrations i forgot her name um but i asked her i was like oh like have you thought about like the nft space and she was like oh like it goes against like my my morals and and all that kind of stuff because of what it does for the environment and then i was like well are you willing to like sacrifice that what the exchange like on the environment and all that kind of stuff if you were to make say five hundred thousand dollars and you can put that money towards your tribe mm-hmm. and and benefit the world in that way like like yeah you can like rest on like these morals and and just sit back and be like no i'm not going to participate and it's just like all right you're going to keep selling these p- prints for like 40 bucks a pop and you probably like maybe sell like three or four like during this whole six hour event yeah or you can just sell one f nft or 10 nfts on a recurring basis for hundreds of thousands of dollars and in five years you're like like you have money yeah you can invest this money so there's like the give and take that i feel like a lot of like the i guess like i would say like people in portland but just like people that have this pie in the sky like how are we going to like ground these transformational or societal shifting efforts in something that's like practical to where we're at right now, rather than being like, Oh, we want unity and peace and da da da. But it's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing about it? Like, are you doing anything? Are you just going to stand with the fucking sign and just be like, all right, I did my part. I'm going to go back home and, and do my thing in silence. It's like, that's what I see a lot in Portland is just like, yeah, y'all can like, like have your black lives matter sign, but it's like, that's not doing anything, even though yeah. you think you're doing something. I mean, I think it goes back to that, you know, greater good or like self good. Like, I just feel like I want to move towards whatever the greater good is. And I think that like notion of, um, you know, having a, a system that benefits you in the short term like of like financial gain or whatever, there's still going to be the same haves and have nots, you know, like that's the income sort of inequality is like always going to be there as long as we have this same system. And I don't know. I, I just think we need to be more innovative in thinking of like, what's beyond this. Like, I feel like we're just all like, this is, this is what exists. Like we can't think beyond yeah. this existing realm of like living mm-hmm. like, and I, you know, I'm a capitalist as well. I have things that I enjoy, but it's like, you know, is gaining more of that wealth and being able to buy more stuff that, you know, is a, you know, a drain on natural and human resources. Like 
I think if all of us were to like go and see where these things were made and like see the like effects on like a you know granular level or whatever it's just I think maybe we would change or think differently it's just like everything's so easy now like yeah. you can have the thing that you want the day you want it delivered to your door you don't even have to leave your house mm-hmm. like it's just everything's too easy yeah i'm waiting for like uber eats to like have like a an open door policy where it's like instead of leaving it at the door they just walk in and then like like deliver it to you on the couch because yeah. it's like we're that lazy oh. now we're just like that's where that's where i think the like that's where's the self-drive to create the thing that's harder for yourself yeah like you gotta like construct yourself and be the puppet master and be like all right like you like it this way let's do it the opposite way because we're we're informing your biology on like what it used to be like back yeah. in the day when the prehistoric times when we had to actually like work and do things that that made us uncomfortable because that what gives us strength and perseverance for when real shit happens it's like we have to create our own tension in our lives like we can we can mentally like place ourselves in a place of tension like yeah but it's like a lot of the times it's like a mental process and it's not like a fully embodied like real stress well and i think we need to get back to that idea of like the tribe level of thinking where we're doing things to help the whole tribe. Like they didn't do things to like, Oh, this one person is like going to become this like super powerful being in the tribe that like doesn't support the rest of it. It's like, it's all kind of all one or all none. Like that idea of like all one or all none is like something I like subscribe to for sure. And it's like, we, we like, and that's why I'm so against like nationalism, things like that too is like, we made this thing up. Nationalism is so weird to me. And like all these things that we divide ourselves with just based beyond some sort of like, like sort of irrational belief of that we created ourselves. Like we have these borders, like we're better than this country and we're defending ourselves. Like we're all on the same sphere floating through space. And why aren't we all like, working for the same thing yeah well because there's a certain group of people that want it all for themselves (laughs) and it's just like there's a but and then that goes down like to every level though it's like every level is fighting for themselves you know yeah and it's work that is orchestrated though yeah like who where do you get your information it's like there's if there's only x amount of places and then now it's like you can't even have a differing opinion from like what a popular narrative is nowadays so it's like you're okay so you're only allowed to listen to these types of things anything that goes against any fish that go against the current yeah like are completely shut down silence excommunicated from the discussion because it's dangerous dangerous to who dangerous to the to like the corporation or dangerous to the people well, and I think that's the fascinating thing around the evolution of technology and and everything that we're going to, towards. It's like, you know, we went through all these phases of, well, we went from like this unity of we're like all on the, you know, we don't necessarily, like, I feel like we went through this phase of becoming more and more divided and now we're through technology I mean, there's people that disagree with that notion of like technology and things are making us more divisive or whatever. But I think it's all getting us slowly on the same page. Like we're internationally learning the same things together and learning about each other's cultures and figuring out like how we can like work together. And I think eventually those borders will disappear. Like I think, you know. And there's people who are like one world order. It's terrible. Like we shouldn't have that or whatever. But we need to get beyond things like nationalism. And if we can't have a United Nations or like all these things, I'm like, how can we not just continue to destroy each other? Yeah. Well, I think to put a bow on that is just <laughs> everybody's 
it's everybody's own responsibility to see how they're showing up to this conversation because it's like yeah. if we're all one team like there's no outsourcing your responsibility and and duty to do what's best like what you feel is best or at least educate yourself on on what could help and yeah and becoming the healthiest happiest like version of ourselves how do we become the best version of ourselves and everyone has like a different uh i guess like model to to try to achieve and and strive towards but it's nobody else is going to come in and give you the magic pill yeah for, for your benefit i think that whole like bootstrap notion though is sort of based in this idea of like everybody starting from the same page no not at all but it's like there is like a truth from there is like a a truth from whatever vantage point you're looking at like looking at the surroundings and you can accept these truths like you could be like okay like yeah like dad was addicted to heroin and and like like my my uncle abused me and like we grew up like in not this great not to say these things were with me because i was like a moderately like privileged like person yeah um but understanding like okay like yeah that's unfair but what can i do from this place that's the yeah. only question that needs to be answered is like what can i do from this place right here but some of it is like you have no control over you don't have control over your mental health problems that make sure. you homeless you don't have control over sure. alcohol alcoholism you know that sure. runs through your family that you know makes you homeless like i feel like there's so many things like that that would like we don't ca we can't think outside of ourselves to have the empathy to like care for people that aren't you know lucky enough to be born into yeah. a support system that is able for us to make those decisions mm -hmm. yeah no i i completely agree with that and that's that's where like the systems are a complete failure yeah yeah <laughs> it's like we have enough money to to have housing for everybody that's living on the streets we have enough money to make medic uh, uh hospitals Provide health and, yeah, for everybody yeah, yeah. we have everybody. we have everything that we need but we choose not to and that that's that's like a whole another we could we could do part two part yeah, three i, know, part right? five. I, 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 I want to talk about japan because you, oh, had yeah. an art, you had an art show in japan in 2019 so before all the whole world shut down yeah uh you and i were in japan for I was I think I was there for like two weeks. Yeah. You were there for how long? I was there for like was that the same trip where I yeah, was 20, teaching? No. No, it was, it was a different trip. Yeah, 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 yeah. At, uh, so I was only there for a similar amount of time, I think. Yeah. That was a that was a fun trip. That was my first time to Japan, like as an adult. Like I grew up my brother was born in Okinawa and like my first couple of years were in Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was a a fun time. So you're that what was the art show that you were there for? It was um just at a, a small gallery that um in Tokyo that saw that I was coming to Japan and reached out really and was like, Do you wanna like have a little show or whatever? So Hell yeah. Yeah. What is your I want to know what your relationship to Japan is because it seems like you're just a white dude that's. I mean, I'm fascinated with the, Japanese inside. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I lived in Okinawa when I was little, uh -huh. um, and I so I don't know if there's some sort of unconscious influence there, but for me, when I went over there, and just I think there is a, more of a sense of a greater good there too, which mm. fascinates me. Like there is more of a sense of like, yeah. I'm sick, so I'm going to wear a mask so I don't get other people sick. Like, mm -hmm. that's such a weird concept yeah. to Americans, like, where we have this more me, me, me culture, and I don't really care if other people get what I have. Like, I'm still going to go to work because I need to make that dollar, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to worry about me passing it on to other people. And there it's just like, yeah, I'm thinking of other people. And, and like, just the that idea of, like, the cleanliness of it. It's like mm. cleanest, cleanest city in the world. Oh my gosh, Tokyo is <laughs> insane. Like you go, like the difference between New York and like Tokyo is like the most stark contrast of anything I've ever seen. Yeah, five star hotel in a biffy. 
Oh, I mean, yeah, you stay at like the cheapest place and it's still like amazing. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's a society that I don't know, has figured it out in a lot of ways. Most definitely. What inspires you about like just Japanese like aesthetics in relation to your own work or just in general? I think the I'm, you know, there is an a fascination I have of like characters and cuteness and like i enjoy like when you're in japan it's like everything has a mascot like and i and they all bring smiles to your face and so it's like just that simple notion of like how can i do something that is going to bring a smile to somebody's face but i think i have that other end of my work that's more philosophical that wants to have a statement or like it's like I want to bring you in through that cute thing but then I want you to like think about you know a, a bigger idea that's not just oh that thing's cute or whatever like I did a drawing recently that was um just like a cute drawing or whatever but then it was like I'm sorry for I can't remember the exact statement but it was like I'm sorry for judgment the judgment I put on you cause I didn't realize the trauma you're going through, mm-hmm. you know? And so like, so people are like, Oh, I'm looking at this thing because it's cute. And then, Oh wait, I read the thing or I read your description and realize there's like more to it than that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But yeah, Japan has always been like enigmatic for me. Cause it's just like, just the thought, like the ability to separate oneself from like the current and to go all in on something is something that I've kind of like admired like for a long time about like just Japanese culture and just like people like Japanese people which is like okay like I like chef's knives so I'm gonna create the greatest chef oh, knife yeah. of all time over the span of like decades and yeah. it's just like yo do you want to go out and party like no I gotta like sharpen this knife and I gotta like, like yeah make it perfect in like that seeking perfection and and embodying a practice over a lifetime is something that it's like okay like what how can i like have these principles and and how do i apply them to my own life you know and it's like not being so like rigid about it too because it's like they're so freaking obsessed about certain things where it's just like i can't do that like i I have to hop around and do all these other things yeah i mean to have that you know, laser beam focus on something and be all about it that you like, like, I'm, I I don't know what it is about, um, you know, how you can have a different culture or society that can like have that sort of through line that goes through so many people of like, I'm good. I'm really into this thing and I'm going to make it like the best thing. Like, I feel like they, there's so many things like, where they'll take like a business that's in America and then they'll license it in Japan and do a better version of it, mm-hmm. which is like, there's just so much more like reverence or something for the thing that you're, they're working on that they want to do the best that they can in it where I feel like, yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I, I love that. The word reverence it's like just respect for yeah. for the craft and for the materials yeah. and who it's going to yeah. like, like who's going to be the consumer and it's like i i think onboarding like the reverence for i want to say like everybody but just like life in general but like cuz i just look at us as like a society in the west it's like we're so like focused on consuming content but what are we giving yeah. like what are are we giving anything to this to this equation or are we just taking from it and i think uh like taking that time to be like what can i give even if it is something small like but putting all of our heart behind that one thing it's worthwhile like yeah. that you're not gonna you're not gonna be at a loss for like intentionally like giving with your whole heart yeah and i think i think there's a gratifying nature of that when we give of ourselves when we're locked in and it's like hey i'm gonna like make things for the better and it's like who cares what if i'm going to be recognized for it and my billboard of my face and be like oh aaron jason did these amazing things it's like how do you relate to the giving and the offering that you that you put out there yeah 
Mm. Yeah. And not have a dollar <laughs> as the end goal. <laughs> no, that'll that'll come on its own and and there's ways to I guess like mindfully like receive cuz yeah. that's that's it's a two-way street. It's like yeah. it's like shunning it away but it's like are you shunning things away because you don't feel like you're worthy of it and that's yeah. kind of like a psychological reprogramming that I've had to go under. It's like no no no, I deserve to be compensated for the things that I put yeah. out into the world and and I've had some experiences of receiving and it's like thank you so much like I'm I'm glad to offer my services and like I want to continue with this and how else can I help be of service to people and it makes it makes like engaging with capitalism like feel a lot better because you actually did something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I could go. <laughs> I I could I could it's like an endless conversation. Yeah. For sure. Well, on that, is there anything else you'd like to share with our beautiful listeners? Um I think question everything question everything and stay curious Hell don't, yeah. don't feel like you have all the answers and that you're right and they're wrong. most definitely where can people find you on the interwebs um mainly instagram that's kind of my main home jgs pdx and um jasonsturgill.com if people go to websites anymore I feel like most people are like social media, but yeah. So, uh, and actually jasonsturgill.com is where I have like the commercial portfolio. If you want to, you know, hire me to do something, that's where I put all the things that I've been hired to do. Oh yeah. Well, thank you. Give me that money. (laughs) Give them the money, (laughs) y'all. Well, thank you, Jason. And thank you all for listening to Opening Presents. (laughs) 